This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 259 with Kwame Christian. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobshire, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to find solutions in conflict through negotiating. My guest in this episode is Kwame Christian. Kwame is the director of the American Negotiation Institute. In this role, his responsibilities include conducting engaging negotiation and conflict management training seminars and providing individual negotiation and persuasion coaching for young professionals. The American Negotiation Institute also provides the show Negotiate Anything, the top-ranked negotiation podcast on iTunes. Although this new opportunity takes the majority of his time, he is still helping business owners negotiate better deals and form a legal foundation and helping families to solidify their legacies through solid estate planning. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. Are you interested in real estate investing but don't know where to start? Join Ops Properties as the premier provider of turnkey lease option investment properties. With their proven system, you can have cash flow within 30 days. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Kwame, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, MC. Uh, Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Yeah, so I am a business lawyer by trade, but my passion lies in teaching people um, how to negotiate more effectively and resolve conflict. And so I practiced for a few years in uh, business law, and I still have a firm uh, where I still see clients. Um, but right now I'm building the American Negotiation Institute, where I put on trainings and do one-on-one coaching for people who want to be more persuasive and, and manage conflict more effectively. Very interesting. And uh, if there's one thing that we do consistently every single day in our lives is selling and negotiating. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I'm finding. And what's funny, and I'm sure you've recognized this too, is that uh, one of the biggest barriers people have to selling effectively and negotiating effectively is the fact that they don't recognize those times when they should be selling and negotiating. <laughs> right, right. They just think it's a normal conversation and they miss out on those opportunities. And of course, I mean, th- these aren't skills that are taught in schools. Um, we, we, all, we all have 
some level of sales expertise. I mean, just look at, look at children, right? I'm, I'm a, I'm an eight month old son and he's already selling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's relentless too, by the way, and he's selling, but we yeah. all do have that, but it's not a skill that is then honed and um, fine tuned in any school, in, in any school system. Yeah. And I think it's one of the biggest oversights in our, in our academic careers, you know, and, and when you think about it, um, it's the thing that we're doing, like, like we said, we're doing this every day, but even as we get more advanced, as we get to um, college or university level, and even to the graduate or professional level, we're still not getting these opportunities to practice. Um, I remember uh, last year I was giving a, a negotiation seminar to some experienced attorneys um, who practice civil litigation. And so if you know anything about civil law, when you're suing people, about only 5% of the cases go to trial, which means 95% of them are settled through some form of negotiation. And so there were about 50 people in the room, and I asked them to raise their hand um, if they've ever taken a negotiation course. And only one person raised their hand, which is crazy. So yeah, I, that's, that's why I love getting the opportunity to teach people this because, um, with a lot of people, we're starting from ground zero. So what are some of the core principles, uh, looking at going into uh, a negotiation that someone should be considering and know, I know you've shared some of the pillars of negotiating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the first thing that uh, people need to know is, first of all, <laughs> what is a negotiation? Um, because like I said, they, uh, w- the, we, our recognition is low. And that's one of the problems. If you don't know you're negotiating, you can't negotiate effectively. And so that's any conversation where somebody in the conversation wants something. And we could use that as a trigger to use these skills. And so I think one of the most foundational skills is the art of a- asking effective questions. Uh, negotiation is an information game. The person with the most information has more power in the negotiation. And so a lot of times people make the mistake of feeling that they need to convince somebody of something. That's their goal in this conversation. But in reality, you can't convince anybody of anything. You need to create an atmosphere that allows them to convince themselves. And in, in many ways, negotiation is the art of allowing somebody else to have your way. You can't bully them into it. They need to be a willing participant <laughs> in the process. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's so true. And I mean, um, I'm just, what just went through my mind too is uh, how I negotiate with myself. If I look at something and I'm trying to understand a topic or a concept or uh, a, an opinion and just asking questions. Why do I think this way? And then again, why? And if you ask why enough times, you're going to start to get deeper into deeper just of your understanding of certain con- concepts. And uh, during a negotiation, uh, I can see how the more questions you're asking, it's almost like the person that you're negotiating with is starting to have an epiphany uh, and starting to realize like, well, why am I, why am I thinking this way? And why can't I lean a little bit more to the other side? Right? Exactly. Exactly. A lot of times we have beliefs, but we don't know why we believe these things. <laughs> and right. so if you approach the conversation in a, with, with curiosity and you ask questions, you can lead somebody to question their beliefs in a non-threatening way and then eventually change it and change their actions. Um, but it takes time. It takes patience, but primary tool in this um, 
endeavor is going to be asking open-ended questions. And we're asking open-ended questions versus closed-ended questions, whereas a closed-ended question can be responded to with a simple yes or no. So um, think about an attorney on cross-examination. <laughs> you were there the night of the murder, weren't you? It's like, oh, no, yes. You know, if you ask questions in that way, first of all, you're not getting very much information. And second of all, the person is, they feel manipulated. So you want to primarily utilize open-ended questions or what I call open-ended statements to, uh, to get more information. So open-ended questions are questions that start with who, what, where, when, and why. And um, open-ended statements are statements that, have, that end in periods but are obviously intended to solicit more information. So tell me more about blank. Help me understand blank. And if you ask these questions and you uh, do it in a, a logical, sequential manner, um, you can take them down a logical path, which allows them to convince themselves. can completely see that. What are some of the other pillars uh, that we should be uh, cognizant of? Yeah, I think an- another important part is, is understanding what your goals are in the negotiation. I think sometimes we, we stop at the easy answer and we don't do a, a deep enough investigation to see what we can possibly get out of the negotiation. And so when I think about the goals or the pillars of negotiation, I think about offensive uses of negotiation, and that's where we try to get more of what we want. That's the classic style of negotiation, maximize value. Um, the other pillar is uh, comprised of defensive uses of negotiation, and that's where we try to avoid things that we don't want. I would put conflict management in this, in this, um, in this section too, and in negotiating for discounts in certain situations. And the third pillar, which I think is often overlooked, is the ability to use negotiation to strengthen relationships. And in negotiations, sometimes you might not be able to get pillar number one. You might not be able to succeed in pillar number two, but you can always negotiate in a way where you strengthen relationships and there's value in the relationships. Absolutely. And that's the one thing that I learned from you too, is to not only uh, address and, and tackle the conflict, as, as you mentioned as well, but finding confidence in it and embracing it, because through embracing it and engaging in it, um, you could strengthen the relationships as well, as you've mentioned. Exactly. And that, that was one of the core parts of my uh, TED Talk that I gave uh, last year, uh, finding confidence in conflict. And it, we, we see conflict as this thing that, sh- that should be avoided, when in reality, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to dig deeper and, and see what's going on. Conflict isn't something that is inherently bad. It's a signal that there's something going on in the relationship that requires investigation. And when you think about it that way, it really helps you to see something, see conflict as not, not as something that needs to be avoided, but something that should be seen as an opportunity that you move toward in the, uh, in the hope of finding out what the problem is and possibly making the relationship better. The one thing uh, that um, I've noticed as well, and this is just human nature, because this is how we programmed, is getting emotional when we are involved in conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that reptilian brain comes out, right? Uh, and that survival instinct. What are some of the um, methods um, and uh, strategies that that people can use to keep this in check and stay calm, and of course uh, uh, get uh, where they want to in the in the negotiation? I think one of the uh, tools that we can use as far as 
um, an actual actionable tool that we could use in a negotiation and outside of a negotiation to prepare is uh, meditation, being mindful and uh, becoming um, comfortable with our emotions and and being willing to to embrace them without judgment. Because a lot of times what happens with our emotions is that the emotion itself isn't a problem. We're humans. We're going to feel that. It's the fact that we reject the emotions. And sometimes if we don't um, wrestle with the emotions and, and deal with those conflicts internally, the, the emotions leak out <laughs> in uh, unfortunate times and in unfortunate ways. So first, we need to become comfortable with acknowledging our emotions and, and um, recognizing we're human. And that'll help us to keep it in check. Because if you, are, if you have a problem, and you deny there's a problem, that problem's just going to grow. Um, like, uh, I'm married, and uh, when he likes to ask me to take out the trash, if I just deny that the trash <laughs> is an issue, it's not going to help the situation. So it's a little bit counterintuitive. Sometimes you need to lean into your own emotions in order to effectively control them. And then another thing that we can do is empathize. Because a lot of times in these conversations, we focus so much on ourselves and our needs that it just leads to frustration because we look at the other person and we say to, to, say to ourselves, like, why can't you see what you are doing to me? Um, but if we take an empathetic approach and ask ourselves, what's going on in their world? How can I get a better understanding uh, of what's going on uh, for them? What are their needs? What are their tangible needs? What are their emotional needs? Now, we, if we approach it that way, we focus on them, which alleviates our emotions because typically those emotions, those negative emotions in ourselves come because we're focusing entirely on ourselves. And then it has an added bonus of, again, approaching the conversation with curiosity. If we're focusing on their needs and we want to figure out what we can do to help them, um, then it leads us to negotiate more effectively because in order to find that information, we need to ask effective open-ended questions. You're listening to Kwame Christian on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. You're listening to Kwame Christian on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Tying into that, so a lot of our listeners are real estate investors, business owners, entrepreneurs. So it's a constant negotiation uh, <laughs> yes. and, and sales uh, from a day to day. So looking at a practical example, uh, let's just use real estate because real estate is basically worth what someone's willing to pay for that, right? <laughs> exactly. um, so in a negotiation for a real estate, what are some of the practical uh, tactics that one can use, especially when you're negotiating and price is a massive, massive concern, for instance, for the seller of the property that one of our investors will purchase. Right. And, and this is one of those situations where we have to understand there, there, there are two big schools of negotiation. You have the win-win school of negotiation where you focus on 
negotiating collaboratively, strengthening the relationship, expanding the pie, creating more value for everybody else, and um, essentially having a love fest. And when negotiation goes well, it's great if you can do it that way. But there's the other part, the other school of negotiation where it's distributive, where we're focusing on dividing the pie, where somebody's more positional. And the thing is, you cannot simply live in one world or the other. There needs to be a little bit of both in order to negotiate effectively. So what you want to do at the beginning of the negotiation is find ways to negotiate collaboratively to expand the pie, create value for everybody at at the table. And you might ask yourself, why do I want to be creative and create value for the other side? Uh, The reason why you want to do this is because you add more bargaining chips to the deal and it allows you to figure out more ways to trade things of unequal value. So there might be something that's valuable to you that's not valuable to me. And I'm willing to let that go in order to get something valuable in return. Um, But then as the negotiation develops, we get to the point where we need to start to be a little bit more distributive. Uh, where we are figuring out how we're going to distribute it, this uh, this fixed cost, which would be in real estate negotiation, the sale, like the sale price. And now you need to recognize that the dynamic of the conversation has shifted and you need to do a better job of advocating on your own behalf and being a little bit more forceful in, in asserting yourself at, at that point in the negotiation. Yeah, and I think, as you mentioned, if you ask questions, a lot of questions, and understand exactly what it is, uh, deep down what the other person's looking for and what they need and what they're trying to get out of it, now you can get creative and use some problem-solving skills. And when it comes to price, for instance, uh if you can't agree on the price, there's always terms. Uh, and terms can make uh, both parties uh, equally happy and create win-win relationships for both. Absolutely. Um, one rule of thumb to consider is once you've maximized value in, um, in, in price, like the, the big number that we're considering here, or we've reached an impasse, that's when we shift to non-monetary issues because that's where you could find some creative ways to, to move the needle one way or the other. And, and you're precisely right, MC. That's where we start to talk about terms. And, and it's a, an important way to create value and uh, cl- claim value in a negotiation. But oftentimes, people are so focused on that big number that they overlook such a critical part of the negotiation. Fascinating stuff because uh, if you're listening out there, everything that you want in life, whether it's a network, access, relationships, money, whatever you're after, other people already have. (laughs) And to get get that, you're going to have to learn how to get access to them and negotiate and sell. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get what you deserve in this life. You get what you negotiate for. (laughs) And uh, you need to come to terms with that reality and start to advocate on your own behalf. Absolutely. Now, one habit I've uh, seen from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying and learning new things and uh, learning new skill sets. Kwame, what are you currently studying? What are you learning? What skill sets are you uh, trying to, to master? And what are you excited about in 2018? Yeah, 2018 is about execution for me. Um, I'm an academic at heart. And so a lot of times I I realize that I can spend a disproportionate amount of time in uh, the strategy phase. But really, I think that is just an intellectual form of procrastination, (laughs) trying to perfect the plan. You know, so in 2018, it's focused on execution and um, 
taking those business strategies that I've had and putting them into action. And as far as um, things that I'm doing to to learn more and educate myself, um, last year my goal was to read a book every month. Uh, sorry, a book a week. So at least fifty two, and I got to about fifty five. Uh, books last year. And so I'm going to continue that this year. But um, one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to cap it at 52, not go over it. Because I realized that um, in my effort to continue to acquire knowledge, I didn't do a good job of reviewing the past, uh, like the books, the notes that I've taken. I take about 20 pages per of books uh, of notes per book and so i need to do a better job of reviewing it so the material doesn't escape me as my memory decays so so those are the two the the main things educating educating myself constantly and um executing more intentionally Absolutely. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future uh, generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? The first principle would be finding your passion and and staying dedicated to your passion. Uh, because the thing is, if you are passionate about something, you're going to have energy and that energy can be invested into improving your skills in, in that thing. So for instance, I'm a lawyer. Um, that's my that's my trade, but I recognize that my passion isn't in law and that's going to cap my ability to excel in that because I'm, I'm not that interested in improving. Um, my passion is in psychology, dispute resolution, conflict management. Um, and so I can, I know that if I focus on that, I can excel. Um, the next thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Uh, I am in three mastermind groups. Um, two of them we meet weekly and the other one we meet every three weeks and just continuously surrounding myself with people who have a business savvy and are constantly trying to improve, um, forces me to, to improve, to keep up. <laughs> I think I'm the youngest one in all of the groups. And so you need to have like-minded people to push you. And then the last one is resting. <laughs> and um, I'm assuming a lot of people who are in your audience, the fact that they're here listening to a high-quality podcast like yours, that means they are high achievers. And sometimes high achievers uh, do a poor job of self-maintenance. And you can't perform well if you're not well-rested um, cognitively or physically. So be mindful about what your body needs in order to perform well when it comes to rest and relaxation. That is so true, uh, my friend. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more because that is something that I've personally uh, had to uh, put right at the top of my list to make sure that, that I do myself. Um, the American Negotiation Institute, a lot of exciting stuff going on there uh, that you've created. Can you share just a little bit more about it and uh, with some of the value uh, that you provide for people out there in the marketplace through it? Yeah. And so um, what I'm focusing on this year is getting more training and professional development opportunities. I love presenting in person and that you could probably tell the, the passion <laughs> I have behind this. Um, I, I really enjoy having the opportunity to share this message and seeing the aha moments on people's faces when they understand what they can do. Um, one of the interesting things that I've found is that the, the biggest barrier that people face when it comes to negotiating effectively isn't so much the strategy uh, behind it. It's the psychological and emotional barriers they have inside. They have anxiety. They're afraid. 
they lack confidence. And so I gear my seminars to first address those issues and then address the substantive issues. And so building the, the training and seminar portion of the, of the uh, Negotiation Institute is critical for me and um, doing one-on-one coaching as well for people who have specific issues or specific negotiations that they're dealing with uh, that they, they'd like help with. And so those are the two facets of the, the Institute. And the, the, uh, the podcast plays a huge role in, in lead generation for me too. Kwame, where can uh, my listeners learn more about you and follow you and uh, look at all these amazing things that you're involved with? Yeah. So if you go to, uh, well, first, your podcast listener. So if you check out Negotiate Anything, um, that is my podcast. It's a weekly show. Um, so we don't just talk about the, uh, the substantive uh, issues in negotiation, but we also have um, live role-playing scenarios. So the guests don't just get away with telling us some tactics and running away. Um, I actually <laughs> push them um, in a sparring session by becoming the embodiments of your worst fear and showing people how you could use the tactics that the, uh, that the guest just showed us in a live scenario if somebody's being especially difficult. And then um, if you go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide, you can get a free ultimate negotiation guide. And so one of the keys to effective negotiation is preparation. It's super simple, but often overlooked. And so I created these guides. Um, it's a salary negotiation guide, a general negotiation guide, and a conflict management guide um, that you can use to systematically prepare for the conversation before you go in it. Uh, because the more you prepare, the more confident you'll be. And the more confident you are, the better you'll be able to navigate these difficult conversations when they come up. So that's a, a free guide that you can check out if you're interested. Kwame, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. It's uh, been a blast having you on. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for joining my guest, Kwame Christian, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 442. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to create passive income and become financially free. In just over three years, they've created a lease option empire with over 170 properties. They can show you how to do the same. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. You can also check them out on YouTube. Just search Joinups Properties or call Jimmy and Bob at 314 799 2247. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.